Hey up, this is the Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. I'm Kane Hall and I'll be keeping you up to date with all the local sport with my trusted sidekick, me, Danny Shaw, as we preview the weekend sporting action every Friday from 7 till 8. That's right, every Friday, 7 till 8, it's me and the main man, Danny Shaw. Danny, how are you? I am alright, mate. How about you? I am steady away, steady away, my friend. Um, what's been going on this week? Up to much work? How's that been? For, for me? Well, um, it was my birthday on Monday. Uh, it was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I did say happy birthday. Did you? I, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you did. I did. After somebody else prompted you in a group chat. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but I, I appreciate it. But I did have it, it. there. I, did, I, like, <laughs> I had it there. <laughs> it's all good, mate. I've, I've forgotten birthdays and the so, stuff, so it's fine. How old are you now? 42? Uh, I look 42, <laughs> but I am only 29. 29. Oh, yeah, but according to other people I've met, I probably would be touching my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how long ago it now. I think it's roughly about eight years ago. Yeah. And uh, and this this last said to me, she says, "You you look about 40 and I was just like, "Yeah, great." Cheers. <laughs> I mean, I, I know my hair's thinning, but geez, that was your 18th birthday as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can tell you. I tell you what, though, listeners, I know it's really really warm out there because Danny has got his milk bottles out. He's in some shorts today. Yep. For the second week in a row. For the second week in a row. Absolutely love it. Good evening, Helen. Good evening, Andy. Good evening, Ali. And good evening, everybody else. That has tuned in. It's the Kane Hall Sports Show. The Kane Hall Sports Show with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. No, it's not. But Danny, shall we start with balls or not? What do you think? What do you think? Ah, why break the habit, eh? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Danny, very good victory last weekend for our adopted HWD Hospital Radio side last weekend, Harrogate Town. Yeah, brilliant. Just what you want to see, because don't get me wrong, I, I like Notts County. I've got, got nothing against them, really, but come on, Harrogate team Harrogate hasn't, Town, hasn't been there Yorkshire. before. Yeah, Never done it in 106 years of their rich history. Mm-hmm. They have never been in the Football League. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? It's mad, it's crazy. Yeah, it's when you think about the amount of clubs that have been going up and down over the years, you, you and clubs that existed way back when and don't exist anymore, you're thinking pretty much every football club that hasn't been, you know, made or... Um, well, created in the last 20 years should have at some point been in the Football League. Yeah, yeah, you'd have thought so. I mean, don't get me wrong, they've been an amateur side for quite a lot of them years. Mm. Um, but, you know, it shows that you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Definitely so. Providing you've got a lot of money behind you. Oh, yeah, absolutely so. Um, Enough to uh, to dig up a pitch um, at very short notice. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, that. So, yeah. um, like me and Danny said last week, is that... In the football league, you actually you're not allowed an artificial pitch. You are in non-league, mm-hmm. and you are in every single round of the FA Cup. But in the football league, you're not allowed an artificial pitch. So, Harrogate Town on the Sunday they won hmm. the playoff final. On the Tuesday, they started work on digging up their 3G pitch that probably cost them a fortune a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I say cost a fortune. You're probably looking at nearly a million pound. Oh, wow. Crazy, crazy amounts of money, and it's all gone. And it's going to take uh, ten weeks mm-hmm. um, of it being restored back to grass, and obviously at a good level. Yeah. So 
the season starts in September and 10 weeks is probably looking at October time. Yeah, yeah. Mid-October, so potentially free home games. Um, what they have done, I like this, but I think Doncaster is a little bit far away from Harrogate, but they'll be playing free home games at the Keymoat Stadium in Doncaster as they can't play on their own pitch. But yeah, surely I, they'd have gone somewhere a little bit closer. I would have thought York would have been quite um, well, York, they're accommodating. Just, yeah, but they are doing work on their pitch as well, York. Oh, they are. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they're, they're just building a new stadium. Yeah. How's um, Harrogate Railway? What does that? No. Uh, no, no. not look good. No, you, no, won't be able to play on that. Not good no. enough at all. Mm. Oh, Ella Road's obviously too big. Yeah. Bradford City, same league. Bradford City... Bradford City, Harrogate Town are in the same league now. Yeah, but yeah, can't share there. Huddersfield, I don't. You don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because there's there's always the rugby that you've got to uh, factor in as well. Yes, with, of uh, course, which is carrying on at the minute. Um, I suppose I could go over to Hull, but again, Hull City, Hull City are just in the league above Harrogate. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe Doncaster, but Doncaster are in the league above. Yeah, yeah, they're in. Uh, it's a strange. Well. It's a strange one. To be honest with you, yeah, for the I pickings, I, I suppose it depends. You know, they could have gone to the other Yorkshire side, Middlesbrough. They could, they could have tried Middlesbrough. I think uh, <laughs> Gateshead. Um, that's not Yorkshire side. No, but it's up there. It's, it's close. It, oh, don't know about that. Close. I suppose it's as close as Doncaster. Well, uh, basically, let, like let's that, face yeah. it. They're in the middle of nowhere, are they? Yeah. In a way, to, to an extent. To yeah, an yeah. extent. Yeah. So finding somewhere else to go is going to be quite tough. Yeah. Um, but Doncaster it is. Yeah, and fair play. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's a decent enough stadium, obviously, relatively new. Um, it's lovely stadium. Good, yeah. good facilities around there. I used to train next to the Keymote Stadium when uh, when I played for Doncaster. Yeah. No, I, I knew you were going to bring that in. Well, you had time to talk about <laughs> Doncaster. <yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's not it's not a bad choice uh, for them. Obviously, it is a bit further away than they would have liked. But as you say, it's kind of slim pickings. York would have been the optimal choice. It would have been perfect. Again, as you say... They're, uh, they're, they're sorting out their new stadium, yeah. yeah. Um, Halifax, but that Halifax, might, of course, maybe. But I don't know. That's again, it might be a bit in, tougher for them to get to. Whereas, well, yeah, if you're coming into into Halifax, you might you might as well go to Ellen Road. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, or, or Smith, Bradford or something yeah. like that. Uh, because I mean. <laughs> In terms of time-wise, it's just uh, firing down the uh, the M1 really for for Harrogate to get himself down to Doncaster. So yeah, but then across the M6, M18, it's awful. Yeah, but it, it's, it's not it's not that big of a journey, is it? Across no, the, uh, and the to be fair, we don't know if uh, spectators are going to be in the stadium yet either. Well, yeah, true. So it's it's only really the, the players that are going to so going to suffer. It could potentially be a good good thing that Harrogate don't start playing the home games at home until we're a little bit further on um, with spectators coming back. Yeah, definitely, because they are saying that they're looking at getting spectators spectators back in October um, and with their pitch being, you know, possibly finished in October as well, they might just marry up at the same time and it'll be uh, it'll be perfect. Yeah, it, it might do. And, you know, what sort of experience does, give, does that give young Huddersfield Town striker Kyan Harrett? Because obviously he was involved. Yeah. Um, he's got his medal. Yeah. He, he's played his part and he's won a playoff. Yeah, yeah. He won a playoff final as well. How good is that for such a young player? It, it's an experience that not a lot of players, or percentage-wise, really get to do. Um, 
there's there's limited amount of you know chances to get into playoff finals and stuff like that and he's done it at a really young age so you can't put it past him maybe doing it again in the future um, for Huddersfield it's, uh, for Huddersfield maybe um, when they bounce back from League One in a couple of years <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it's, it's a good experience a day out at Wembley um, day out at Wembley is huge for, for anyone definitely. I'm gutted that the fans couldn't go yeah, to be honest with you the, of course. The one big thing that he'll have missed is the spectators yeah. in such a venue Definitely, definitely would have done. Whether Harrogate would have taken that many down or not, I'm not too sure. But it'd have been all about the occasion for them Harrogate fans, whether yeah. there were 200, 10,000, 40,000 Harrogate fans. Yeah. It's all about them and that occasion that day. And it is really, really is such a shame that there were no fans there. But I'm sure they've all watched it where they are and they're ready for their first ever campaign in the Football League. How amazing is that going to be? You know what, Danny? I think maybe next season we should keep an eye on them a little bit more as well. What do you say? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Just a few comments on the chat box saying, uh, Helen says, happy birthday for Monday. Ali says, whose birthday was it? And they're saying it was yours. Yeah. Um, Andy says, Middlesbrough isn't Yorkshire. Um, and Helen says that he was 27 on Monday. Uh, Ali says, all the rest. And Helen says, pigs fly. All right, okay. Yeah, um, but yes, you were you were twenty nine, weren't you? Uh, twenty nine, yeah. I've, I've turned twenty nine. You're not that far off. Don't do that. Hey, I'm still <laughs> still a good few year off. That. Five, five years? No, is it? no, more than that. Well, how old are you now? I'm twenty three. You're twenty three, so five years six. and no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> five I years mean, and two in, months. In six years, you still will be twenty nine. Yeah, but well, you'll be turning twenty nine in yeah. five years and two months. Yeah. Right, okay, so now now that we've got the numbers out of the way, um, what were you saying? <laughs> I've already forgotten. Just talking about chat box. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, Middlesbrough is Yorkshire. Yeah, that's the other bit. Yeah, that's the other bit. Uh, anyway, let's go a bit of transfer gossip. And to be fair, there hasn't been a lot. Not as much there as hasn't I've been a lot. No. There hasn't been a lot. Huddersfield Town, there's a lot of rumours at the minute that Danny Ward, the Cardiff striker, ex-Huddersfield Town striker, ex-Fratford City striker, is coming back to the John Smith Stadium. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Apparently, it's going to be on a free. What do you What do you make of it all? Um, Bear in mind, Danny. Apparently, Huddersfield Town have an assistant manager already, but haven't released that. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it Chico? They've yeah. called him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's changed on his uh, Twitter profile. Yeah, it is. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you know, obviously, there's no announcement. Yeah, there's no announcement of that. And is this something that Huddersfield are just waiting? Are they just waiting to get something announced? But yeah, footballer. Danny Ward, striker, what do we think? Well, he knows the club, he knows where training ground is, so that's always a positive. Perfect. <laughs> um, I think, I, I did see it on, uh, again on Twitter, somebody else, and uh, the best way to describe it would be underwhelmed, but he's not a bad player. No, it, he's not, he's not terrible. Yeah, he'll it, it, come in, uh, we discussed it a little bit earlier, he'll do a job. He'll do a uh, job. So, you know... It, he knows how to play football. He's, he's never too far you know away what? from To be fair, team. Danny, um, when he was at Huddersfield Town last time, I did think he was a talented player. Mm. If there's any Huddersfield Town fans listening, what did you make of Danny Ward in his first spell at Huddersfield Town? Let us know your thoughts. I actually thought he was quite a talented player. I just didn't think his heart was in it at times. Mm. I just said that, Danny, if Huddersfield Town fans, and we've just dropped off about a good few listeners there anyway. Oh. Um, but no, I thought he was quite talented. But he just didn't maybe have that heart at times or that chance. Yeah, but his his 
he's gone around uh, gone around now different clubs well, he's been at Cardiff and then he's yeah. been up in the Premier League and, yeah, back, yeah. and you know playoffs again you know so he's, he's had a lot of experience from when he last played in the Huddersfield Town right? yeah exactly and do you think he can bring some of that experience back oh yeah absolutely he's because uh, he was only a young lad when he signed for uh, when he signed for Huddersfield first time round and then you know Bit of time in uh, in the Cardiff system, played some some decent football. As you say, been in the Premier League as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming back to to Huddersfield, he'll, he'll be a better. I imagine anyway, or at least he should be a better player than he was when he first turned up. Well, you'd expect so anyway, and, yeah. and one of them as well. He can play, he can play wider. Yeah, well, he yeah. certainly did in his younger days. So, what does that mean for Huddersfield Town going forward in in terms of formation, players going? Hmm. Well, I think. Um, I think I read somewhere that he, uh, Carlos would be looking at a a four three three formation, which isn't really very Huddersfield Town. But I mean, if he's got the players that he likes and he feels like he can do it, you know, Danny Ward, as you say, might be able to to sit in one of those front three positions. Mm. So you say you say it's not very Huddersfield Town, but what is Huddersfield Town then? Oh, very defensive, not scoring goals. You, <laughs> we've we've watched them for a long time. So, is that not that the right time to create a new Huddersfield Town? Y- yes, definitely so. But I do feel like it's got to be a slow build at the same time. I mean, it'd be nice if well, you, if you can get all the players, all the players that he's already got, and he can do that straight away. Then brilliant. Four three three, and four two three one, are pretty much the same. To an extent, yeah. Are pretty much the same. Yeah. But so they've already been doing it, really. It just means there'll be a bit more attacking. Yeah, but I think with four two three one, you still are set up defensively. Oh yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 of course you are. Very defensively, so it's changing that habit. But they needed to be defensive. Oh yeah, but it, it's changing that habit into a four three three, which is meant to be faster football, more free flowing, more attacking, as you say. But it, it doesn't always work like that by just changing a formation. No, but what, so where does it come from? it's going to be the players personally I think confidence uh, that as well but I think if they've got the right players that can do that um, I mean you're looking at the players that are coming back from on loan like Mbenza and Diakabe they're still in the system two perfect wingers potentially potentially but if if they don't really fit into the system or they're not interested in playing for Huddersfield Town then they're going to have to go and Huddersfield Town are going to have to get somebody new in and it depends who they can bring in I think I saw that now there is actually only two players remaining in the squad that got promoted to the Premier League. Yes. Jonathan Hogg. And Christopher Schindler. Christopher Schindler. And by the sounds of it, there was um, an article out recently um, that Harry Winter did for The Times with Danny Cowley. And it seemed as if Christopher Schindler was in a really bad place. Yeah. He really wasn't enjoying his football. Yeah. I think I've I've seen seen something along the the lines, especially like going into the last few games where um, I think it, did he he had the captaincy taken off of him for the final game? Is that right? I don't think he had it taken off of him, but it play. was given to uh, he, to he O'Brien. Oh, he didn't play. He didn't play in the last game. That's why O'Brien had it. But basically, when when the Cali brothers came in, obviously Schindler, we we I'm sure we all know about his qualities and who he is for Huddersfield Town legend, mm. no doubt about it. Um, captain and he just wasn't feeling himself he just wasn't enjoying his football the the players were not coming out to training as a team it was dribs and drabs and the Cowley brothers they, they spoke to Schindler and they asked him you know what, what you know what's going on are, are you okay what's what what's happening are, are, you know why are you, why are you so down and they had a good chat with him and he sort of pulled himself through and 
you could see the difference with him, you know, at the beginning of the season, towards the end of it, it, it really had pulled his socks up again and worked hard for the team and, and the Cowley brothers did did wonders with that. Yeah. Um but it seemed as if there were uh, I don't know, there was something going on, wasn't there? Yeah, well I mean to be fair when you when you look at when the Cowley's come in, can you really blame any player? Um, of being a bit dejected. Absolutely not. No, a, of course a not. A nightmare season in Premier League. Um, the only highlight, I don't even know if that's a word, was Mbenza scoring against Manchester United yeah, to make one, a one-all yeah. draw. Wolves, that beating was Wolves as oh, well. To be fair, doing the double over Wolves. Again. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that pretty good, to yeah, be fair. Funny. But that's about it. Yeah, that's the, it. That's, that's it. second season. And then drop straight back down into the Championship. You'd expect Huddersfield with the air quotes Premier League players well, that they had yeah. um, to have hit the ground running or maybe to have you know three games where it's dodgy maybe get a draw maybe a loss a, a rubbish win um, and then kick on from there but it just they, they never looked like winning a game under uh, under Siva even in the championship so. no oh no absolutely not it was shocking and then Callas came in and it got a little bit better but it was still just not yeah. what we needed no it, it still wasn't great football but they were picking up the right amount of points um, to survive and that was and it. they did yeah they, they did what they came in to do and even if we're going to have been deducted points they'd have still done it yeah which is very important to to remind ourselves um as fans of of huddersfield town um, but we're also fans of Leeds united danny on this show mm-hmm. um bit of transfer rumors Harry Wilson of Liverpool spent last season alone at Bournemouth is uh, in talks of a fifty million pound move. That'd be all right. I tell you what, that's a bargain. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, definitely a player play for the future anyway. Excellent player is Harry Wilson. I, yeah. I, I think he's absolutely brilliant. His his technique, his set piece play is brilliant. I I generally think that he could be backup for Salah and Mane. Mm. In 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 the Liverpool squad next season, hundred percent. Yeah, and I say academy as well like this. You bring a player through, you've got to sell him on in a way, unless he is. Unless he's going to make. Unless it. he's that. Yeah, unless yeah, he's yeah. your Trent Alexander Arnold at Liverpool. Yeah. So, is Harry Wilson that? I don't think so because he's been sent out on loan past two seasons. Yeah, but could it change? It, it's, Harry Kane. It could change. Next season, it could come in. If I was uh, Liverpool, to be honest with you, I'd get rid of Salah this year mm. and, and put Wilson in, yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. To be fair, they could. Um, but I suppose you'd look at it as kind of a, a risk at the same time, even though he is a good player. You, can, you know what you're going to get from Salah. He's, he's been there, he's done the occasion. Obviously, you do need to bring you know, these youngsters in if, you, if you're going to have them playing for you in the future. Cash, cash Salah in. Yeah. As a business, it's the right time to cash Salah in. You get £90 million for him and he didn't really do as much this year. No, no. I um, mean, he's still absolutely quality, don't get me wrong. Let's yeah. not take anything away from that. But was he as good as Mane? No. No, not really, no. Um, could Harry Wilson do the same job? Probably. Yeah. Would it be as effective? Who knows? Give him that chance. Yeah. I don't think he got enough games at Bournemouth, to be honest with you. No. Well, I, th- I think what Liverpool would have to do is is not get rid of Salah, but play him in the t- in the Premier League team, maybe early doors, see how he does. Um, if he doesn't go so well, put Salah back in, and then when the fixtures start congesting back up again, mm. bring him back in, see if he can do it there. Um, they, they need to test him 
properly in the Liverpool setup before they can really make that decision. Uh, I don't expect to see Salah going uh, this season anyway. I should say um, I think he'll he'll definitely be kept on um, because well he's he's a first team player um, and, and he's a champion and it is a champion of England and they, and they don't really need to get rid of him. No, they don't. But I'm thinking you know business terms of way it's working now and the 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 what's what's the call what's the system called now. This financial fair play oh right sorry yeah and how you have to you know sell to buy yeah yeah be perfect time yeah true yeah be perfect time to get rid of him mm. you know Chelsea need to get rid of some of their players uh, yeah for the for the incoming Timo Werner exactly and there have been a lot of their players being transfer listed centre backs included now Leeds United should be knocking at that door yeah Christensen Zuma I think and Rudiger have all been transfer listed. Really? Get them on cheap. Yes, the wages will be high. Mm. 60 grand, I would say. Yeah. You're looking a week. Legion Night have just gone up. But would that 60 grand a week player keep them up next year? Potentially. I think. I think two out of three of them would. Ooh, who would you go for? I'd go for Rudiger. Yeah. Because he's got experience. Yeah. Ex German international, or still is, yeah. and Christensen. Christensen, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Christensen. Yeah, I like I like Zuma. Yeah. I think he's an absolute brute, but I just don't think he's comfortable on the ball enough to play that lead style right. of football. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that because I, I would have gone with. Uh, see, I don't really know too much about uh, Rudiger to be honest, but I, I do know Zuma and, uh, and obviously Christensen. So yeah, I'd, I'd definitely agree with Christensen. I would have gone with Zuma because I knew him. Yeah, <laughs> a bit it, more than Rudiger, yeah, but I think it, you are right in what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, he could probably play prop forward for Bradford Bulls. Could yeah. um, Kurt Zuma if he needed to. Um, but just one more, one more thing on Leeds United, Danny, and transfer gossip there. Ollie Watkins didn't get promoted with Brentford. Is he going to go to Leeds? <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of memes, if you will, on uh, on Twitter about what all the Premier League clubs are going to be like when uh, when Brentford have lost the playoff final, and it would in regards to to Watkins and Ben Rama. Ben Rama, yeah, he's yeah. been linked with Chelsea. Yeah, um, there were. <laughs> one of them were from Finding Nemo with the seagulls where they keep saying mine, <laughs> mine yeah yeah <laughs> and then there were another one with uh, with a tub of bread and all these monkeys just coming all over the place yeah, and just grabbing bread one. and running I away I saw that one so yeah I, I think that's Brentford have got a task on their hands to keep hold but they've, they've, of the they've players. done it well though they've, oh, keep, they've they done keep really doing well it. Yeah. they keep doing it yeah I'm sure they've got the recruitment system right there so they can do it and maybe they've got the money there as well to keep hold of the players yeah maybe so I mean they were they were so lucky this time. When you look at the clubs that are coming down, um, Norwich probably not a team to be feared after this season. They're still going to be good, yeah, but I wouldn't say good. a team to be feared. Yeah. Um, they'll lose a few of their players. Yeah, I mean Watford, obviously with a the manager. They've had four managers in depending this who they season. keep. De- yeah, or as long as Decore Decore goes, <laughs> goes. I'm, I love him. I think yeah. he's so underrated. He's won it. He's probably my second favorite Premier League player. All oh, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, he's he's destined for move to Barcelona. He's ridiculously good. Yeah, I, I do like him. To be fair, he's but class. Talking about obviously the the screamer that he's got. Just not even that. He's down. just fantastic player. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. Um, but yeah, and, and Bournemouth dropping down. I can't see any of these teams necessarily hitting the ground running and, and doing well. So depends. And the teams I mean, that are left in the division depends because Bournemouth have just got forty one million pound for Nathan Ake from Man City. True, and just rejected a twelve million bid uh, for Aaron Ramsdale, the goalkeeper. Yeah, 
So they're going to have money to spend. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that probably wraps it up for the football. Hopefully, uh, a few. Oh, uh, Brighouse Town have started their pre season friendlies, haven't they? I did notice. Didn't they give somebody Sheffield a pound Sheffield in last week? Sheffield FC, they beat them 5 0 last week. Very comfortable. I did speak to a couple of people over there. Um, they said it, they felt good to be back, felt comfortable, and they're playing Matlock Town this weekend in their second pre season friendly. Mm. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Danny, before we come on to um, the F1, yeah. should we talk about a bit about rugby league? Certainly. Because we, we, we keep seeming to just squeeze it in right at the end, and I just don't want to do that, because Ali listens every week, and I know how much uh, they like the rugby league. So, right, let's talk about And Helen's already mentioned something in the chat box. Giants and Rhinos, what a close game. I tell you what, it was ridiculously close. It was Huddersfield 26 Leeds Rhinos 27 I was absolutely gutted because I thought the Giants played extremely extremely well a good friend of mine uh, Sam Wood played as well and was good for him but they, they, the Giants played so well but they just had a, a mad moment of 10, 15, 20 minutes where they just went to pot it just absolutely went to pot for them and um, the coach Simon Wolford did not look happy he did not look happy at, at full time. And you wouldn't be, would you? Because I think there was something like 26-6 up. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that they were a, a long way in front. It was something similar to that. And it just wasn't good at all. Really, really, really disappointing for Huddersfield Giants. Um, but the other game that was on at the weekend, St. Helens beat Catalan Dragons 34-6. So a nice, easy victory for St. Helens. Of course, we did actually miss a game last week because... Toronto Wolfpack have they're not playing so play. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of talk of what's going to happen with them. Um Ali, what do you think? I know yeah, Giants did play well. I'm, I'm good for them, but Ali, what do you think on Toronto leaving uh Super League and anyway, any other rugby league fans out there? Do they deserve to come back next season straight into the Super League? Or should someone else get promoted in maybe a little playoff? Well, they're doing this tournament at the end of in, in November mm. um, is the RFL for Championship of League Wood players. Yeah. Why not the winner of that go into Super League and Toronto start back in League One? Well, I suppose the thing is is that the, the league below uh, the Championship didn't finish their season. No, but this oh. this is what I'm saying. They've got a, aren't going to finish their no, season. No, that's this league. The Championship League One season's finished. Yeah. But they're yeah. having a knockout tournament yeah. in November for the 125th year anniversary of Rugby League with payment. Right, okay. So obviously, forever you go, what money you get to keep some of these clubs going. Why not the winner of that tournament go up? Mm. Yeah, oh, I don't um, know. Because I think the thing is, is that coronavirus has affected all of the teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it stopped the, the championship from coming to a conclusion. So nobody's finished top of that table. Um, obviously it's impacted Toronto in the way that they can't come over and play so it, it's kind of just nullified this season for the for the teams uh, so nobody's going to go down from the Super well, League well no, obviously assuming. not no because it, yeah. Toronto's gone yeah. so Ali said no someone else should get promoted I agree Mike I said York or Featherstone I, I don't agree with that to be honest with you mm. I think that would be I think that would be very harsh Mike on Toulouse and London Broncos yeah you know I think I can't. I don't think you can just decide on on a team. I think, no, no. You, like I said, this knockout, this knockout tournament that they've got at the end of the year, that's a that's perfect. Um, and he's put Toronto will be back too much money thrown at them just to disappear again. 
hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, Helen's like Bradford Bulls. Yeah, Bradford Bulls are a big club to go back yeah. up in Super League. They should have a chance. Everyone should True. have a chance. True, but at the same time, Toronto deserve to go up, and but because why? the Corona, because they, they they finished well enough in the league to go up. Well, they, no, they, 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 they was already up. In. They'd lost. They'd this, lost this all is the what games. I mean. They'd lost all the games in the Super League that they played so far. Yeah. But so they're so they're in a position going down anyway. Yeah, but let, let's say Toronto could finish and play. Yeah, right. Uh, so they could th- no, no. But let's say let's say that's what they are doing. So it gets to the end of the season. Toronto yeah. finish rock bottom with zero points after yeah. however many games. Who's going to go up from championship? No one, because no one's played it. So it's, it's effectively null and void. And saying that that like knockout thing, it's. I don't know. It, it's like saying whoever wins the EFL trophy gets promoted to championship. But there's. The, what it is, there's not been any clarification yet, Danny, as mm. well, um, on what's actually happening with them. Um, but personally, they could have played this year mm. because they train and base themselves in Brighouse. Yeah. Why can't they have just found a venue this year? Because the Super League games that are coming up this weekend, which I'm going to go on to, they're all in one stadium. Yeah. As they were last week and as they're going to be in the future, they're all going to be in one stadium. Yeah. So why couldn't they have played? I'm not 100% sure. You'll have to ask uh, Toronto because I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming it's got to be something yeah, to do with it, the travel. It, it, yeah, it is. It's to do with the finances and things like yeah. that and the travel. But they're basing themselves in Brighouse. Yeah. That's where they train when they're over here for six weeks. Yeah. So why is that not just getting extended? I've, I've no idea. You know I mean? It's, you know, it's got to be saying? the home game part as well. But Yeah, but the home games... Huddersfield Giants played at home to Leeds Rhinos last weekend, yeah, yeah. but played at Leeds Rhinos ground. Yeah. But what about the players that I'm assuming all live in Toronto? But they don't. Do they not? No. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Every So not one of them? No. Live in? No. Or live in Canada? No. No. All right, okay. They all live in England. All right, okay. They all live in England because that's where they've all been bought, you know, bought from a lot of the players have been bought from English clubs yeah so they've all moved to England well they all already live in England and travel to Brighouse the overseas players they move to England because that's where they base themselves more that's where all the families are of these English players they're not going to go live out in Canada to be honest with you on a rugby league wage they can't afford to no but do they then fly out to Toronto for the home games yeah is that what they do six weeks out there right all paid for Right. By the club and the RFL. Right. The referees who have to go referee a game, yeah. they leave Manchester the day before. They don't get any sleep, about three hours sleep. They arrive in Canada in a hotel, coach to the game. As soon as they finish the game, they get another coach back to the airport. They have to fly to Glasgow to get a train back. Yeah, that's mental. It's just, it's not doable. No. Um, it's 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 ridiculous. But Andy says everyone should have a chance. Jews with Batley York, uh, everyone but the RFL are a law to themselves. They always seem to be make the wrong decision. I, I yeah, I agree. But you know, it is a shame the league's not not finished, and we don't know. It. Not, we don't know if it's going to be null and void. No clarification. Why not this time at the end of the year? Whoever wins goes up as a chance, and Toronto have to start again. Right. Okay. It won't happen. No, it, no. It won't happen. But I'm, I'm just thinking from from a sportsmanship sort of sense of uh, 
you know, the, the season before, obviously, Toronto did quite well to get up there. I know they well, yeah, lost, they they, they well, lost, what, six games, were it, that they played at the beginning? Was yeah, they went up through the, um, what you call it, million-pound game. Yeah, yeah. So so they earned their way there. They still still well, yeah, they earned their way did. there. Yeah, they, they still had to did. get themselves certainly did. into the spots to play the million-pound game. It wasn't like they were just plucked out with an air. No. So, but anyway, so yeah. they did. They did earn their way. Yeah, there. of course they did. Yeah. Of course they did. But I just think they shouldn't have pulled out of the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree with that. But I think it would be unfair to demote them uh, because of what's happened um, in terms of the coronavirus and all the obviously championship clubs. They're but, not finishing their season. But they, they're not finished their season because they can't afford to. Yes. The, you know, the, all clubs. Them clubs are still on furlough. Yeah. That's why you know that's not going on. And clubs can't afford. To bring them back because no fans. Yeah. Anyway, uh, tomorrow the Castleford Tigers they play the Catalan Dragons at quarter past four, and Warrington Wolves they face Hull KR. None of them teams are at home because again they're playing at the Headingley Stadium in Leeds. Sunday Salford face Hull FC at one pm. Wakefield versus Wigan Warriors at quarter past three, and Leeds Rhinos versus St Helens at half past six on Sunday. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Sorry, Daniel, we've not mentioned something ever that we're wanting to talk about in League 1 and League 2 in football. Mm. There's going to be a salary cap. League 1, 1. 2.5 million, and League 2, 1.5 million. Have I got that out right? League 1, 2.5. I, I think so. League 2, 1.5. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that means everything. Wages, mm. transfers, wh- everything. Is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Uh, quickly good, because I know you want your F1 it, it, it's a good thing because it stops people from or teams I should say from, from buying the league as obviously you see time and time again in uh, in the bigger leagues um, but I mean mm, yeah I, it makes it more competitive doesn't it if, every, if everybody's got a level playing field or as level as a playing field as you can get because there will still be teams that won't hit that budget uh, we'll pro- we might still come below that budget but at least they're going to be closer and I'm hoping as well because um, I had this bit of a theory when coronavirus kicked in is that it might stop agents being agents and yeah. taking so much money off clubs and players and things like that because they, that's what it, everything's included in that, mm. you know, that budget oh yeah I was uh, looking at something like um, squad of 20 players on average the Wage will have to be around two thousand pound a week. Yeah, that seems about right. Which I think is good. Is, it, is that for League Two? Yeah. 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 I think it's right. Yeah, it is kind of how it should be. To be fair, football needs to come down. Yeah. The prices need to come down. I mean, two two grand a week—that's enough for for the the job that it is. Really, um, it it's perfect enough reward. Is that? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm saying that as as somebody who obviously isn't uh, as skilled or as athletic as these guys that get on that pitch but it, it you don't want to play Danny, pay still over 100 grand amounts. a year yeah I know 100 grand a year is an excellent yeah. wage for anyone exactly absolutely excellent and say if it's three and a half grand a week in the league above still yeah 150 grand it's more than enough it, yeah. it is way more than enough some of these footballers get paid way too much mm. um, and, are, and they're talking about an 18 million um, salary cap in the championship in the future but I think you've you've got to factor in the Premier League the, the there, Premier League dropping down which yeah. totally understandable um, for now yeah understandable for now um, but I think that'll that will come into play the um, the the PFA they're not happy about it though no 
they said they've acted too quickly. I've not thought about it, but where where's the line? Yeah. Where's the line between looking after football, looking after the football clubs and the players? Yeah. Yes, the players have to look after themselves. But in America, any player in American football, soccer, basketball, baseball, they have to go through university if they want to be professional. Yeah, yeah. They then they've got something to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. Whereas scholarship. footballers don't. Yeah. That's not anyone else's fault apart from football itself yeah. and the PFA. If they're worried about that, they need to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing to do with football clubs. The football club's an employer. Mm. That's your employer. That's your job. Yeah. It's not my fault that they've got no skills in anything else. Or the that's not the club's fault. No, no, definitely not. No, so, it, it's not for the for the club to bankroll for them. Uh, I do I do get what you're saying there. Uh, they could always employ a similar system to what they do in America. Uh, tie it up because pretty much every well, every city. Uh, that has a football club, also has a university, mm. and quite a few of the towns do as well. So I, it's it's excellent over there how it's done. I would what I would say though in rugby league, I do know that if you're on a scholarship, you have to do a, you don't have to. Do, well, I know of doing B Tech level three sports, mm. which after rugby can lead you into something of sport. You know, you can do your personal your personal training while you're playing rugby, your, your plumbing courses or whatever, and that's you know. They're giving, they get given time to do that in rugby league, and I know that for a fact. And, and I think that is one of the good things that rugby league have and football need to look at, yeah. like a lot of things, including VAR and video referee. But <laughs> we're not going to go on to that. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's a good thing. Get it done as soon as possible and stop football clubs going bankrupt. Yeah, like Bury. Yeah, definitely. So because it and other it, teams, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. Administration. Uh, Wigan, Huddersfield done it in the past, Leeds have done it in the past, get the salary, salary cap there, and there you go. Yeah, everyone can sort of sustain it then. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, there is a little bit of something else in the football, uh, which is why I think you uh, you tried to speed it up, and that's our little game. What yeah. game? I don't know what game our you're talking about. Our little game. So last week, you went for, in the Harrogate versus Notts County final, you went for a two-all draw. Um, a nil-nil draw in the extra time section, which turns out that wouldn't have happened, and a uh, and a three-one win after penalties. It was two-nil at half-time <laughs> to Harrogate. Notts County scored yes. a minute into the oh, second they half. Were coming into it, wasn't they for me? Oh, and I were sweating for a, a lot until uh, Harrogate got that I'll third bet goal. You are. Uh, so Harrogate won 3 1, uh, and I said 3 1, so I got, oh, got no, myself. You didn't, did you? <laughs> I did. So I got oh, myself an extra 30 me. points. So after everything that's happened this season, I finished on 1,480 points, and Kane, you finished on 1,305 points. So there is a swing of 175 points between myself and yourself. To be fair, it's not too bad. It's not, it's not really, because you're thinking that's six perfect scores. Uh, that's between us. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, not too bad because one at one point you were pulling away quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah, and it just seems to have stopped because I were I got myself up to about about 180 and then pulled me back in a bit and yeah. I just went back up to uh, to that. So yeah, that's the end of our little game. I am the season one champion you of this game one. that we still haven't named. No, we still haven't named it yet. Have no, we? we've still we've got time though. We've got till 12th September for the new one. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's coming up. It's coming up. I'm, you know what I'm doing right now, Danny? I'm seeing if I can beat you at anything else. 
Oh, uh, F1. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying no. to get it up. No. <laughs> no. You are a long way behind, my Have friend. Have you got a quiz question for us for the last 10 minutes? Uh, I certainly can. Uh, since we discussed the playoffs, uh, nice, easy, quick one. Which team has won the most playoffs? Which team has won the most playoff finals? Any playoff final? Uh, only in leagues uh, 1 2 and the championship. 1 2 and the championship. Ooh, I like it. The Kane Hall Sports Show with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. Moving on to the F1, uh, a rather exciting weekend as it is the 70th anniversary Grand Prix that is going on in Silverstone. So there's there's quite a few things that's happened this week. Um, we will start with something that happened last week, uh, being the race itself. Hamilton won uh, in front of Verstappen and Leclerc got himself in, in third. Uh, the big talking point was that the tyres uh, at the end of the race on three of the cars ended up... Um, Exploding, deflating, deflating will go far. But they, they, they tore apart as well at some point. Bottas was the first one, I think, on the 50th lap. Um, his tyre went out and he he had just gone past the pits at this point. So he had to go around the whole racetrack on three tyres uh, to pit. So he ended up outside the points. Uh, Sainz was Bottas. The ne- uh, Bottas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Sainz was the next person uh, whose tyre went. I think he was running in fifth. I'm doing this from memory. I think that's right. Um, and then, memory? You yeah. should be prepared for this. I'm doing it from memory. You should be prepared Th- There's a lot for this. to talk about. So, Sainz <laughs> was running quite high in the points. <laughs> and uh, his tyre went. And he, again, he had to go into the pits. But he ended up falling out of the points. On the final lap, Lewis Hamilton's tyre went. It went, didn't it? He was the leader. It. He were about 30 seconds in front. Uh, it the, was mad, wasn't it? Yeah. Verstappen was chasing him down. Verstappen pitted because he saw what happened to Bottas. Um, and they were going for the fastest lap as well, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they were that too. That's uh, why which, they pitted. Which they did end up getting. Uh, did Red Bull with yeah. Verstappen. Uh, and that last lap? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the last lap. Uh, great because, well, stop then. He stopped on the lap before the last lap. Yeah, that's so what he, I mean. He did one rotation and then he went for the last lap. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was chasing down Hamilton, who fairly early in the lap, his tyre went. So he was going round on three wheels and he had to do a long part of it. And there were he about 30 seconds difference. Um, and it were every time the timings come up, which is every like two or three seconds, um, it, Verstappen was taking about a second or a second and a half off of, off of Lewis Hamilton. So it was very much squeaky bum time. For, uh, for Lewis Hamilton but in the end it, it did get across the line in, in enough time it were about 7 or 8 seconds yeah it did look as if Verstappen. it were getting close though didn't it yeah because at one point Verstappen was starting the section that Lewis Hamilton had completed but that yes. was a long way back I think Verstappen still had to go through uh, 2 or 3 corners and then a massive straight to get to where yeah. Lewis Hamilton was so uh, Hamilton had plenty of time uh, he won himself obviously a trophy so he'd be quite happy with that Lando Norris went well um, Albon, I think he had a bit of a nightmare all the way through, but he still managed to get himself some good points. So there, there were a lot of good things to come out of uh, last weekend. It was it was an interesting race at the end. Uh, I think the the main part of it was was generally 
quite dull, I'll say. But the, the end was, was it brilliant. It was a good end, one. Oh, it was it was a brilliant finish. Uh, going on to talk about Hulkenberg because I was distraught for him yeah, on Sunday. I absolutely love Hulkenberg. Wasn't it? His car wouldn't start. Which, as a Formula One car, that's one of the main things that you need. Well, I mean, with any car, with any to be car, fair, yeah, true, yeah, just needs to start. <laughs> Except for a soapbox car. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, me... <laughs> what? What? It's not a car, is it? And it's a soapbox car. It's a soapbox. It's got. It's. It's not a car. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I love these arguments. Middlesbrough's in the So, uh, yeah, um, Perez was told he might be able to. Uh, race this weekend. Yeah. Um, but but he can't. Because <laughs> he got tested positive he, he's again. tested positive again for uh, for coronavirus. So Hulkenberg will be taking the seat once more. And I hope his car starts this weekend. Well, it started well so far, though, hasn't it? Yeah. It, it's done really well. It, uh, oh, excuse me. Excuse in, you. Uh, in first practice, he finished fourth. He certainly did. Uh, so that's a, that's a good good return back to the very seat. good yes and uh, i think he finished sixth again yeah, from something memory like that in the second practice behind Stop from memory you need to learn this from stuff. memory there's a lot to learn there's still loads more to, to get through to we've still got loads more to get through and we've got four minutes racing point yes now this is big danny go on you go for it no go on you oh god right the racing so, point ha- no go on you go <laughs> racing point have received a penalty so for each car for the Styrian Grand Prix uh, bearing in mind that Renault have put a oh what's it a protest a protest after each race mm-hmm. so this is only for the Styrian Grand Prix uh, Sergio Perez's car has got a 7.5 penalty uh, but Sergio Perez doesn't have the penalty. That's worth noting. So the drivers aren't being penalised, right. but the constructors are. The, yeah, the constructors are out there. Yeah, so which has put them back down to sixth in the constructors' leaderboard. Yeah, so that they're going to lose a, a load of points um, potentially throughout the rest of the season. But they have said we can't expect them to change it uh, now because they can't unlearn what they've already learnt in respect to the uh, to the item that they've basically just copied and pasted from yeah. Mercedes, which is the whole car, but this one in particular, which is the brake duct. Brake duct, yeah. Yeah, that one in particular is... Too similar. Yeah, it's too so, similar. Yeah, this was due to brake ducts were too similar to the Mercedes of 2019. Mm. So not only have they been deducted 15 points from the constructors' leaderboard, they've also been fined... £361,000. Which is a splash in the ocean. I think it it was equivalent to €200,000 each car for each race. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've read that as well. Um, It's... I mean, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt as much as you think it would. Uh, Because obviously these these guys are... Well, he's a billionaire owner, isn't he? Filled with money. So it's, it's a, as I say, it's a drop in the ocean. Um, we don't like that. What? Dropping in the ocean. Uh, There's been a lot of talk, haven't <laughs> there, you know, about um, fossil fuels and things like that in F1, and the actual main issue mm. is them travelling around the ocean. Right. You know, when they're moving all the stuff around. Yeah, I know what you mean. I just, I sorry. Just off topic, I, I? No, I just found it funny the way that you, you said it, yeah. travelling around the ocean. Right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you, you are right in terms turtles. of what you would think is in Formula One that it's the cars that are burning the most or creating the most pollution. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 
I know, I know. That I'm just trying to just trying to find that point out. Thank you. you. But it turns out it's the actual travelling of the personnel and moving things yes, around the world. Thank you. That is the vast majority of the uh, of the pollution that F1 creates. Mm. Anyway, Danny, we've got a couple of minutes left. If that, um, looking at this weekend, Hamilton is probably going to win it. More than likely. <laughs> um, uh, I, I Providing his tyres stay on. I would say it depends what happens with tyres. Uh, I've been, I think they, they mentioned last week that we're going to run different sets of tyres. Yeah, is that going to be another issue this week in the tyres? Um, see, it was a bit of a weird one because Pirelli had to do an investigation last week um, after what had happened, but the, everybody pitted really quite early on in the Grand Prix. Yeah, they they were saying they had to go to lap 20-odd yeah. uh, for it to be a comfortable... But it's uh, going to be warmer the this weekend, the winter. Tired. Yeah, it is. So the tyres are going to be they're going to be they're going to a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to do what, sorry? Uh, well, they'll be warm water. The tyres need to be at the right the, temperature. The, yeah, but they need to be the right temperature, not and necessarily. The right temperature. Because they can overheat as well. And so then, th- there's a lot of different factors that can yeah. go wrong. But as I say, it's because they pitted so early on. Um, or at least I, I believe, anyway, they put it, pitted as early as they did. Those tyres were shot for every car right at the end of the race. But the Mercedes... Well, they were going the fastest out of everyone, so their tyres were, were more degraded. Um, not surprising at all. And obviously, Sainz with a lot of overtakes as well, because he's, is well. He's, a, he's a brilliant racing driver. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't look after his tyres as well. So, yeah. So hopefully they do this weekend, and that just brings us up to the end of the show, because we're going to make sure we remove from the studio safely with Simon coming in for the Rock Show. So thank you very much, and Danny, we'll see there.